There are more questions than answers. Like, does the man who undertakes the American sheep census fall asleep during his job? Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and elevescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. When Heather was at school, she baked an apple pie and took it to Iowa, Detroit and Cleveland, all because her math teacher said, make sure you take pie to three dismal places. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> I also wish yeah, to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. It's difficult to say what Michelle does for a living. She sells seashells on the seashore. <laughs> I do. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Also joining us in the background is Nathan Bush. Nathan has a secret job providing calendars for the Mafia. He's involved in very organised crime. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hello, Adrian. 
<laughs> we are on series two, episode. I got that one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, help me. He's got three PhDs, don't you know? I've got all night. Series two, episode 132. 132 is a ruminant, loving, drunk, and disorganized seaside working number. If counted in binary, with your hands, 132 comes out as a double middle finger. There we go. I see I'm having one of those shows where the answer to every question is 132 in binary. This is why we don't have cameras in the studio. I just thought I'd add that. This now leads us. No, it doesn't. We're not doing a quiz on binary. I don't have the time oh. and I really can't be bothered. 132 is the bus line which is the most used bus route in the whole of Argentina. So the bus that carries the more people is the most successful bus route in the whole of Argentina is number 132 there in Buenos Aires. So for the very <gasps> first time, oh. more questions than answers. We have every fascinating fact you want to know about bus routes in Argentina. Great. Really? In, no, not really. I'm making that up. In Argentina... What animal is given steroids from birth and groomed and then sold as a toy poodle? There's an animal. They groom it. They give it steroids from the very moment it's born. And then they sell it as a toy poodle. But it's not really a toy poodle. I would like to know, Miss Morris, what that animal is. A guinea pig. It's a guinea pig. You're going oh. guinea pig. The favoured food for Peruvians all over the world. The humble guinea pig casserole. Michelle. What do you think we're going with here? A llama. A llama. They give a llama steroids, do they? That would be a large llama at that point. <laughs> it is, in fact, a ferret. They take ferrets. They pump them full of steroids. They groom them like a toy poodle. They charge $150 for them, apparently. Hmm. The humble ferret. No points to be given away there, unfortunately. We start with a duck egg. But there is more points to be won, so don't be upset. Don't be unhappy. You can win points now. If you are getting your ear pulled, if you're getting your lobe tugged, what day of the year is it in Argentina? And it's not lobe pulling day, if you're interested. You're getting your lobe tugged. What day must it be in Argentina? Miss Morris? April 1st. April 1st is ear tugging day all over the plains of Argentina, apparently, according to Miss Morris. Why is your ear being tugged, Michelle? Why are you having a good tug there? What are we going to go with? November 2nd. Can you be more specific? Mm -mm. It's your birthday. Oh, yeah. Apparently, ear tugging is what takes place. In this country, on your birthday, do you get the bumps? Do you like throw people up in the air and grab an arm and a leg each? Called the bumps? Do you have that? You're looking at me as if I'm mental. In Britain, if it's your birthday in the playground, they grab your arms and your legs and they throw you up in the air. For as many days and as many years as you are old. So if you're 12, you get 12. They call them bumps. You've never heard of that? No. Well, you're getting your ear tugged in Argentina, apparently. We oh, get well, a spanking. You get a birthday spanking, do you? <laughs> wow. When's your birthday? <laughs> we look forward to the day. Can I take a run up? Now, male howler monkeys from Argentina have the biggest what in the world? Male howler monkeys have the biggest what? They come from Argentina. It's very impressive. It's the biggest one you can get anywhere in no. the world. Vocal cords. You're going with the vocal cords. What are you going with, Michelle? Teeth. 
You're going to go with little monkey teeth. Nasty monkey grippy teeth. Miss Morris has won the very <gasps> first point of the evening. The fact that it's called the Howler Monkey, of course, was the giveaway. They have supersized vocal calls. They have the loudest voice of any animal on the planet. They have the biggest voice, and that is in Argentina. Three cars are named after the number 132. You get the Fiat 132. I used to own a Fiat. Never again. When you think Italian workforce, you don't think family car, the wiring will be really good, right? The Seat 132, company owned by Volkswagen, of course. And there was the BMW 132 as well. If someone tells you that your car doesn't need that much power, stop talking to them. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. <laughs> I agree. Yep. There is also a diesel locomotive, if people are interested in trains, called the DR Class 132. And that was built in 1973. So for the very first time on oh. More Questions and Answers, the first ever, I didn't know that, fascinating facts about automobiles, about cars. Why do the residents of Churchill, Canada, leave their cars unlocked permanently? You walk down Main Street, you're in a place called Churchill, nice little Canadian town. They leave their car doors open constantly. No one ever locks a car door. Simple question. I'd like to know why. Miss Morris. Because they don't have keys. Because there's no keys in the Canadian town of Churchill. There's a key ban. No keys here. You drive into the town. There's a big circle with a line through it like the Ghostbusters logo. But instead of little Rowan, you've got a key. A car key. Michelle. I think it's because in case a polar bear comes by. You are on fire. There are so many polar bear attacks that you leave the car door open and people can climb in your car to avoid polar bear attacks. This is very, very true. Fantastic mime. <laughs> We're on the radio, though. But oh. I will describe it to our listeners. And it had many polar bear qualities to it. It was yeah. very, very impressive. Thank I sat you. there and I thought polar bear. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be anything else, could it? But that is true. The moment polar bears learn to get into cars, the moment you see one walking around with a clothes hanger, you've got problems because you can lock yourself in, but he's got a little bit of wire and he's pulling up the car. You know, he's getting the door open. Bad times looming. But that is true. You're going to see them driving around. Can you imagine polar bears driving around in cars, pulling donuts? I like it. Driving around the Walmart car park, causing all kinds of disturbances because they didn't want to lock their cars. What percentage of Rolls-Royce cars are still on the road? Bearing in mind they started making them in 1906. So every single Rolls-Royce that's ever been built since 1906 onwards, what percentage of those cars are still on the road, Miss Morris? 57. You're going to go 57% of all Rolls-Royces made from 1906 onwards are still on the road. What are you going with, Michelle? 45. Heather's winning the points tonight. It is a remarkable, and I don't believe there's any other car company you could apply this to. The owners of Rolls-Royces obviously look after their cars. A whopping 75% of all Rolls-Royce cars from 1906 onwards, including the ones they built, you know, last week, are still on the road. This Amazing. is a remarkable statistic. So well done to Rolls-Royce there, and I recommend their aeroplane engines as well if people are shopping. Last question. In the I did not know that about cars and automobiles, fun-packed MQTA quiz, Walter Arnold, very interesting man from Britain, good old Walter, Wally Arnold. There's a name you can trust, right? I'm going to be a car from Wally Arnold. What could possibly go wrong? 
He was issued with the first ever speeding ticket in the history of automobiles in the world ever. This was in the year 1896. The simple question for you is how fast was he going? That's Wally Arnold burning up the highways of Britain in 1896. I want to know how fast he was going to get that speeding ticket. 23. 23 miles an hour. Good old Wally Arnold. Name you can trust. 42. 42. And where were we, Miss Morris? 23. Miss Morris has won the points again. She's on a resplendent six and cheating has raised its ugly head once more. He was doing the hedonistic, dizzying speeds of 13 miles an hour in a three mile per hour zone. Oh. Which is slower than walking speed, of course. If you put on a spur, goodness how it hurts, and you're getting higher than three miles an hour. But he was doing 13. Probably had a nosebleed. What was he doing? Ridiculous speed. What was the man thinking? Probably trying to impress a girl. This is what normally takes place. He was probably drinking. You're absolutely (laughs) 100% correct. Absinthe, probably. Or a nice nice dry (laughs) sherry would be the way to go, wouldn't it? If you're doing 13 miles an hour, you can be sure there's a guy running behind you with a silver platter (laughs) with a sherry on it because you're not getting away from him, are you, at that point? That brings to the end the introduction, the first round. Michelle's on two. I'm yet to score and Heather has raced into a 13 miles per hour lead and she is on six. We now come to our favourite part of the show. The round that Nathan very specifically... Likes more than any other round, as we've discovered in previous shows. Yay! Now, you're not getting paid for this, you realise that. We are now entering the dark and mysterious world of the mailbag. It's your letters from all over the world, your messages of support, your notes, your Facebook comments. There's a lot of squirrel action. Have you noticed this? It's very squirrel heavy. It's very squirrel hairy. Hairy. <laughs> It's very squirrel hairy, madam. How many times has that been said in the studio? Too many. They make paintbrushes, of course, from squirrel hair, don't they? I'm sure. I do. You do when you're bored. Look at that naked squirrel. You're sat there in the conservatory doing a nice watercolour painting. I see where we are. Squirrel hair. It is squirrel heavy. Our listeners do think it's very amusing. I love it. That I say the word squirrel and pronounce both the R's, as you're meant to be doing, rather than squirrel. My best American stroke. And uh, ultimately, it's very squirrel-heavy at the moment. There must be a book in there somewhere that we could put together based on squirrels, based on all the comments, all the jokes, more Mm -hmm. questions and answers, everything you wanted to know about squirrels, but we're afraid to ask. So if you have an interest in squirrels, if you like squirrels, if you think squirrel jokes are funny, our website is a dream come true for you, isn't it? Absolutely. You need to check that out. But thank you for everyone for posting pictures of squirrels when what I ultimately set out to do four years ago was have a serious paranormal news quiz show. Sorry. God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Does. He does. You can't see the paths that are laid out before you. Robin, our good friend in Massachusetts. Hey, Robin. Yay! Try and be a bit more enthusiastic. This is Yay! Robin, our good friend in Massachusetts. Yay! Yay! She's simply written, I love Nathan. The woman's ill. She's got something wrong with her. I never asked why. I have no idea why. You need to look after him then because he eats a lot of food and he does his business all over the studio. <laughs> He's not house trained. Just be warned. Be careful what you wish for is my advice. 
Crystal in Minnesota posted always a great show. Crystal was responsible, Michelle, for you getting two points last yes. week. Yes, hi, Crystal. And she thought this Thank was a you. great show, so I'm including that. Vicky in Iowa wants to know if I had glow in the dark. Because I visited, if you recall, and I posted this on our Facebook wall, more questions than answers, with Adrian Lee. I posted that I've done paranormal investigations in a nuclear bunker on the outskirts of London in a small town called Calverdon Hatch in deepest, darkest Essex, the Ooh. county I was born in and where my parents now reside, East Saxons, Essex. There is a nuclear bunker. I always thought it was very interesting. It got decommissioned because it cost a huge amount of money to keep it operational when no nuclear war appeared to be imminent. So it was costing millions and millions of taxpayers' money to keep this four-story, and when I say four stories, it's going down four stories, into the earth. This is where the government would reside. If there was a nuclear bomb in Britain, this is where the government would be going. This is where they would end up. It had room for 400 people, water filtration units. It had its own TV studio, its own radio studio down there in case the Prime Minister wanted to talk to what was left of the nation and say, unlucky chaps, I'm actually in a bunker at the moment, but uh, we've got tins of beans to last for 400 years and enough wine so we're good to go while we're eating rats and each other's bodies. Mm. So this is in Calverdon Hatch. I thought it was an oxymoron that on the way there, I saw signs that said secret nuclear bunker this way. <laughs> that always made me laugh. I thought that was very interesting. So that made me smile. But yes, I have investigated this site. And no, I don't glow in the dark. That would be a very useful thing to have in Minnesota because it's dark for six months of the year, pretty much. You could go to bed with your girlfriend and she'd wake up in the morning six months pregnant. <laughs> Jerry has written, thank you for the not for your mother fix. I was starting to get withdrawal symptoms. Jerry is listening to our archives. At the end of the hour, when we go off air, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round we call Not For Your Mother. It's the stories of the week that we can't read out live on air for fear of being removed, for fear of getting a hefty fine. They are stories that involve sexual intrigue. Mm. They're a little bit dirty. dirty. A little bit naughty. naughty. A little bit racy. racy. All of those things. So we can't read them out. But if you go to our archives four years worth of shows if you're walking the dog if you're in the gym if you're meant to be at school if you've got the day off work if you're on a long journey to deepest darkest iowa you have my sympathies but this is <laughs> on soundcloud if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio you can listen to all of our shows back to back we're also on itunes stitcher and tuning but we do do a round called not for your mother that you can listen to and jerry has been listening to that and it makes him very happy. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not click the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate and love the show. Christy in Minnesota has said she was listening to the show. She was listening to the Not For Your Mother round, the same as Jerry was. And uh, she was eating soup at the time. <laughs> and vast volumes of soup actually came down her nose. <laughs> So she's been rummaging all day for bits of minestrone, would you believe, and uh, bits of carrot and oxtail as well. So all kinds of weird and wonderful things. Our good friend Martin, who comes from New York, our regular Yay! listener. Martin! He's got a fantastic Facebook site. If you go to Martin's online auctions, everything is there for you. He's got Living Dead dolls, 80s 
concert t-shirts lots of wondrous amazing fabulous things just a couple of clicks away from owning you've shown good taste by tuning into the show you can also surround yourself with good taste as well that's martin's online auctions we've already discussed that you can find us on soundcloud in our archives at more questions than answers mqta radio our facebook site all of the squirrels all of the jokes the cartoons all of tonight's stories the banter and much much more is called more questions than answers with adrian lee we have six thousand followers on there you can catch the show first if you go to dark matter digital network.com we're on at 8 p.m central time unless the show before us has decided that time doesn't exist for them and they decide to talk over us for the first 10 minutes but we should in theory be on at 8 p.m central time 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world so many thanks for tuning in and why not share the link at the moment if you're listening on dark matter and it's a friday night why not cut and paste the link and tell the rest of the world your friends and family what you're listening to and how mad you actually are we have a twitter account adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s we have 97 thousand followers on there that's slowly nudging up to the magic hundred thousand number this show is free it will always be free we love doing the show we have a lot of fun we enjoy messing around in the studio every friday night but we do have expenses we have to pay for our studio costs we have to pay for all of our platforms like soundcloud itunes stitcher and tuning if you wish to donate a single dollar 100 pennies just a single dollar you can go to patreon.com mqta radio and we would be very grateful if you donated that dollar for the show that you're currently listening to now and you also get lots of things as well if you donate that dollar you get to listen to the shows in the archives first and you get many many other wondrous things as well so please do consider that we would be very very grateful this week was a big week in terms of my publishing and book deals the book why, thank you. <laughs> the book, Mysterious Minnesota, digging up the ghostly past at 13 haunted sites is now available. It came out for Halloween. If you wish to purchase that book, you can go on Amazon. It's ready as an ebook and on Kindle. That's Mysterious Minnesota out this week, digging up the ghostly past at 13 haunted sites, the 13 most historical places in the whole of Minnesota, from Fort Snelling all the way through to the SS William Irving, the Warbusher Street Caves, the Palmer House Hotel, Minneapolis City Hall, the Mounds Theatre, the Schmidt Brewery, Manterville, the places in Minnesota that are the most historic and the most haunted. We went there and investigated with my team, the International Paranormal Society. If you love history, if you love ghostly tales, real ghostly tales mm -hmm. not made up proper no. proper ghostly tales with photographs with lots of evidence everything is there for you you may have to wait a week until you get a physical copy because obviously mon technology i can't believe this this still astounds me and i've published seven books now i remember back in the day when you used to publish a book you'd say okay the manuscript's clean i like the book jacket we've done all the corrections the editor the publisher the proofreader, myself, all in agreement, let's get it published. We pull the trigger, and then in four weeks later, you get a single book through the post. It's your proof copy. You look through it, and you then order the books, and they're on the shelves in Barnes & Noble. It takes a couple of months. 
I say to my publisher, okay, the book looks great, all the changes we needed to make, the manuscript's clean, let's go for it. Ten minutes later, it's available on Amazon. It's crazy. I find that remarkable. <laughs> I still haven't got used to the idea. But that is available for you to purchase right now for Halloween. And I appreciate all of the support and all the people that have helped me with that over the years. We did some investigations at the weekend. The International Paranormal Society. I've done 2,000 miles in two weeks. Wow. So I've driven some very long wow. distances. And it doesn't end there because I've got a trip to Iowa pending. But we did some investigations. We went to Red Wing, southeast Minnesota, uh-huh. on the banks of the St. Croix River, mm-hmm. just a bridge away from Wisconsin. It's a fabulous town, amazing scenery, the bluffs, the leaves look fantastic. It's a really glorious town. It has the St. James Hotel, which is in my new book, a very, very haunted location. But we were there at the weekend. We investigated the rail depot, the railway station. This is one of the few stations in the Midwest that's still in operation. Mm -hmm. Because every train I see as I go along the highways and byways of the Midwest is pulling ethanol or corn. But there is a train that goes through there that carries passengers still. Mm -hmm. So I find this remarkable. So we investigated this very old, very, very perfect architecture, very, very important building. Because all of these towns solely exist pretty much down to the railroad or mm-hmm. river access for paddle yes. steamers, of course. So we was investigating the rail depot. Mm. I know that our listeners like listening to the <sighs> investigations we do. So I'm going to tell you a very, very interesting and thought-provoking couple of minutes of dialogue I had with a ghost in the railway depot at Red Wing Station. We're in one of the back rooms. It's now being used as an art gallery. So they've turned the rail depot, even though it still has trains going through, and even though there's passengers still there, a large part of the rail depot is now got local artists and they sell textiles Great. and ceramics. It looks fantastic. Yeah. It's a really nice building if you get a yeah. chance to do that. So I'm in the back of the office there, back of the gallery. I've got the shack hat going. I've got the radio scanner going in the background. It's generating white noise. I said, is anyone there? It's a bit of a cliche, but it's a good way to start an investigation. right? And we thought we'd seen some shadows wandering around the building and wandering around the gallery. So several of my investigators went and had a look to make sure no one was wandering around. And we saw some shadows back there. So I said, what's your name? In a very deep male voice, they came through and said the name Lucy. But it was a deep man's voice. It was definitely a man's voice, but he said Lucy. So I said... Can you repeat that? Can you tell me again? What's your name? Because I wasn't sure. And he said, Lucy. And I'm thinking, I wonder if that's someone's last name. I wonder if this is a John Lucy Mm -hmm. or a Colin Lucy or a Steve Lucy. Mm -hmm. And I said, are you male or female? And again, in a deep male voice, he says, no, he didn't say Lola. (laughs) He said, (laughs) that's the kinks, isn't it? I love that song. He said, female. And I'm thinking, no. this, you did, honest to God. We had a conversation for a few minutes where he told me his age and uh, I got a few details out of him. Brian, her? Her, sorry, <laughs> it was a her. My apologies. Uh, Brian, who's the Brit that you've seen on the show here a couple of weeks ago, the guy that comes from Manchester, was sat there with me and he said, I wonder if there was a male spirit and he was repressing a female spirit, not wanting her to come through. And I said to Brian, any other time you bring that up, I would agree with you. But he's actually giving me answers. So he's not repressing her. He's actually responding. Uh I said, I wonder 
if she's run out of energy yep and she can't answer so he's answering on her behalf imagine me and nathan have passed and you come into a room michelle with a ghost box and Nathan's got no energy, the two of us, he'd be saying, tell her this, Mm -hmm. now tell her this. Do you see what I mean? So the male spirit was answering on behalf of the female spirit. That's what I thought. I think so too. I described this to them both, and they said yes. They said that's what was happening. I literally said to them in a sentence, are you answering on her behalf because she's run out of energy? Mm -hmm. And uh, they said yes. So I said, what then happens if... She completely runs out of energy. Cool. And he said she goes home. I said, let me ask that again. If she completely runs out of energy, what happens next? He says she goes home. Well, the next question is, where's home? So I said, well, where's home? And he said, Earth. I said, so if you run out of energy and you go home, that's Earth. And he said, yes, Earth. So I've got some thinking to do. Over the years, I thought that if a spirit or a ghost runs out of energy, they're trapped in another dimension, mm-hmm. like heaven. Let's call it heaven, for mm-hmm. well, want of a better word. Mm-hmm. And you can't then come back and interact with Earth. I'm now thinking that if you run out of energy, you're trapped on Earth and you can't then go back to heaven. So I'm going to need to look at that at some point. We then went to the Sheldon Theatre, an amazing Art Deco theatre, an amazing, amazing building, the Sheldon Theatre. You can look that up online we did an investigation there it was very late by the time we started there was actually a play on and they were breaking down the set and uh, all of the props so we didn't get in there till gone 11 o'clock 12 o'clock which isn't a great time to start an investigation when after four or five hours you're lying there wondering if your bed's ever going to see you again (laughs) but we saw a ghostly figure on the balcony we sat on the stage looking up at the balcony and i saw a figure wandering around psychically and Scott, one of my team leaders, turned on a thermal imaging camera. And you could actually see a blue humanoid figure walking around awesome. on the balcony. And I did ask who was there. And I got the name Peter shouted out on the ghost box so loudly I nearly fell off my chair. But if you get a chance to go to Red Wing, that's the Sheldon Theatre. The Rail Depot is also the tourist information office. I have to give a huge shout out to Arloa, who runs the tourist information office there she's the executive director who arranged a lot of this natalie who came with us to make sure that we didn't get up to mischief in the sheldon because <laughs> it's possible right Tis. in the sheldon theater she works there and of course i want to talk and uh, give a good shout out to doug doug owns liberties which is the amazing diner in town and he always looks after us and if you want a great place there for a bar and burgers and uh, all of the fantastic food that's liberties in red wing as well but we're not finished there. By Jove, we have much more. I was in Long Prairie as well, in mm-hmm. Todd County, up at the Christie House. We did the ghost walk this year. We do this every year, raising money for charity. And we walked around Long Prairie with our scarves and coats on, talking about ghosts and things that go bump in the night. So I just want to advertise the Christie House as well. If you get a chance to go to the Christie House, built in 1901, fabulously haunted building open to the public a jewel in the crown of minnesotan history and lorna of course is the president up there and we had a fabulous time if you go to our facebook sites you can see all the fabulous and wondrous people that turned out and we raised a lot of money for charity now i'm sure it hasn't escaped your notice we do this occasionally we force michelle to oh eat and God. drink what have various you got? various things on here i have the bottle opener. That's the sound of a bottle uh, opener. What? 
colour would you describe that bottle has? What would you think that looks like there, Michelle? What are we going with? Watery ketchup. Watery ketchup is what everyone wants, isn't it? The bottle is a very watery ketchup contents colour. It's called a bloody nose. What? Could what? Be, what could be better? You guys are sick. What could be better for Halloween than a fizzy soda drink? With the name Bloody Nose, there's a picture of a guy on the front with a bloody nose. Ah! The blood's <laughs> smeared all over his face. For the benefit of our listeners, this is the sound of the soda bottle being opened. There we go. Oh, oh a little bit fizzy there. Okay, we're in. We're going to charge our mugs to the soda that is called Bloody Nose. If Did Ms. you Morris... get that at the candy store? Yes, we drove through Jordan on 169. And we got given oh. this soda. We are now decanting this. Wait a second, it smells Into the good. glass. Is it, how does it smell? How is bloody nose? Is it treating you well? It smells fruity. It smells fruity. We've I got nothing. Got a little bit each. It actually reminds oh, me. Oh, it is kind of nice. It's fizzy. <laughs> it reminds me of what you wash your mouth out with in the dentist after they've done work, if you recall such things. You I never to go spit. to the dentist. I've seen your teeth. Look at those. <laughs> Druids worship round those during the summer solstice. Okay. Are we we're going to do this one at a time or are we going to take it all in one go at the same? Oh, Heather's gone for it. She's straight in there. Heather's she, in. She thinks it's alcoholic, you see. That's the problem. What are we describing that as? What is bloody nose? Oh, sugary sweet. Sugary sweet. Gross Gussie's bloody nose. You can find it all over the internet. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to have a swig of bloody nose here. There's a little bit of um, root beer in that. No, I don't what? know whether, yeah, I don't know whether to rub it into my knee or to drink the rest of it. It kind of tastes like big red soda. <laughs> Great. Does you know what of... big red soda is? Do you uh, remember uh, that? I'm I thought getting... you meant the gum. It smells no. like big red soda. I'm getting the it's base notes soda. of marzipan. Do you know what marzipan is? Yes. Yeah. No. I'm getting the base yes. notes of marzipan. A bit of almond. I'm going for a second go here. Look. I'm trying it. Mm. That's not the end of the world, is it? I was expecting that to be gross. But that is a bottle. Oh, I've had worse. Of oh, yeah. a bloody nose, and on a Friday night as well. This is <laughs> no lumps in it, right? It's no sausage and dirt. Do you well, know? For Halloween, we could always break out those birdie bots, every flavored bean again. Yes, and play Russian roulette. Oh, I have a guys. whole new pack. That wasn't the end of the pack. world. I was expecting Michelle to be gagging. I'm almost disappointed. I know it's not that, you're that not, bad. You're not heaving your guts up no, in the corner. Not yet. Not tonight. We will find you a drink shortly. We have. A supply of these drinks. We'll be working our way through them. Michelle's on two. I'm yet to score. Heather's on six. As we now into the round, that is Ghosts and Hauntings. It's the tales of creepy Halloween stories from around the world. A landlady filmed the spooky moment. She believes the ghost of a girl killed by a car outside her haunted pub spoke to her. In her spine-tingling footage inside the dark tavern, Footsteps can be heard before a young girl's voice appears to call out, Are you waiting for me? And a door creaks. Bordala Arms hotel owner, Michelle Corrick. What? Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> that woke you up, didn't it? Her name is Michelle Corrick. Oh. Corrick. Gotcha. Not a million miles away, no? though. Thinks the ghoulish voice is the spirit of a young girl struck over 15 years ago as she chased her pet turtle into the road. She couldn't have been running that fast, could she? <laughs> run, Forrest, run! Look, my turtle's getting away! There it goes! 
<laughs> there it's still going. It's still there. Wait a second. It's not getting away at all. Quick, quick. It's disappearing. No, it's not. It's still there. But it's getting further. No, it's not really. I... Someone grab that turtle before it goes into the road. I'm still waiting. It's still going. It's still there. Someone, quick, help. The turtle's getting into the road. Someone do something. I was just going to say I have a little bit of deja vu. I remember our Michelle capturing a turtle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) right. Turtle rescue. (laughs) On a golf course, if I remember right. I did. I do, yes. I ran across the road, grabbed it. And then she made... Us. (laughs) Us. <laughs> yes. Release drive all the way to the, the wild. Into the wild. We yes. released the turtle into the wild. We put and it I, in a bucket. Yes, and it was trying to escape, and I was screaming. It was terrible. <laughs> it was a big turtle. <laughs> yes, big we turtle. were. We were watching a golf course. A turtle was making its way. Mm-hmm. Balls were flying in all directions. Mich- what? Michelle <laughs> bravely strode. I did onto the fairway. <laughs> Rescued said turtle. We put it in a bucket. Then we were forced to drive down to the river. Can you imagine all of a sudden you're in the dark, you're by the side of the river and you hear, Woo! What you doing there, boy? Nothing. Three of us standing there in a flashlight and you're holding a bucket. Lunch. Lunch. <laughs> that's good evening, Like right that's there. never happened. <laughs> that's good evening, boy. The 49-year-old is determined to uncover the truth amid a wave of paranormal activity surrounding the historic pub in New South Wales. Australia. The mum of three who lives above the heritage listed hotel said it was only myself and the security guard that were here at the time. We were waiting around when we felt this sudden drop in temperature. I could feel someone there. We'd been waiting here at the bar every night so we felt shocked and excited when all those long nights paid off. I couldn't help but wonder what she meant. Are you waiting for me? Maybe it's because I wait in the bar for her every night. The historic Bodala Arms has stood in Bodala nearly 124 miles from Canberra since 1875. But Michelle and her husband Nick took over the pub in 2014. Since she shared the footage on social media, it has racked up more than 4,500 views and even saw her contacted by a family member of the girl she believes is now haunting the venue. Michelle believes the venue could be haunted by numerous ghosts after also snapping photos of otherworldly orbs, which appear as glowing balls of light in her photographs, and strange grey shapes she believes could be spirits. The intrigued mum sought the services of a clairvoyant, who she says supported her research into the history of the hotel, even though she kept him in the dark on her findings. But despite her hairy discoveries, Michelle says she doesn't fear the spirits, even allowing her children, twins Jasmine and Jackson, two and Bailey 12, to play games with them. Ghost rescues pet, or you better call the vet. You decide (laughs) for yourself. If you go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, you will see all of the photographs, the video, and the story in full. I shall give myself two points for being fun, informative, and a little bit spooky. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Everyone loves a good ghost story, especially at Halloween. But it's not every day a public toilet is the setting for a spooky tale. My dad's haunted a few public toilets, I can tell you. Mm, There we go. I wouldn't go in. There's a presence in there. You can feel it. No. It's very oppressive. You can almost feel it pressing against you. I think it touched me. 
No, no. <laughs> well, this loo is exactly that, with ghost hunters claiming it's one of the most haunted toilets in Britain. Ooh. Spend it a penny. Ooh. Found opposite the Red Lion Hotel in the small village of Dinas Maudi. You're making these words up. Well, I've never the, heard of it's that. It's M-A-W-D-D-W-Y. Welsh. Oh, your weenus is moldy. That's Welsh, yeah. Oh, I don't know that language. There are... <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry. There's only about 200,000 people that do know that. It really isn't going to cause you any issue in life, to be perfectly honest. There have even been suggestions of spectral sightings, more specifically a mysterious silver-haired man. Can I buy a vowel, please? In the toilet. A silver-haired man in the toilet. It's That's the right. ghost of George Michael. He wasn't silver-haired, was he? I think he was. Ghost he a is silver fox. <laughs> Wait a second, you look like George Michael. Hang on a second. Is that? I'm, I, I'm just. My brain's now thinking: is that a compliment, or is she just dissed me? Is this where we are? Ten years ago, I'd have been quite pleased about that, but he's been dead some time now. Some are looking emaciated, a little drawn. What is going on wow. here? The smell of decay wafting through the air in a miasma. Ooh. The local legends say that this mystery silver fox hangs out in the remote village, usually at this public privy. But there doesn't seem to be any actual evidence that anyone has even seen him. Could just be the pints then. The ghostly spirits that people are drinking. If you think about a residual haunting, that's a repetitive motion over and over again. Mm. So grandma is haunting her going from her armchair that she sat in for 30 years to the kitchen to make a cup of tea, backwards and forwards. How many times during the course of a day would you go to the restroom in your house? There's a residual haunting. If you spend your entire lifetime in your house visiting the restroom, surely that creates a residual haunting. You could be sat in the bath and then suddenly the ghostly apparition diaphanously sits down on the toilet and drops his guts. <laughs> That's where we are. No. I, no. I could, why doesn't that happen? And while Wales is rife with alleged activity from apparitions, the Skurd... I hope I said that right. The Skurdin. 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 <laughs> I'm just going to the garden. I want to plant some vegetables in this garden. <laughs> well, it's another spot... Well known for its paranormal tales. According to visitors, there have been interactions with aggressive spirits, many feeling the sensation of a noose being tightened around their neck. It might be something to do with the fact that the inn near Abergavenny. Abergavenny. Yeah, yeah, that too. Say it three times in a row, a genial appear. We'll get a Welsh wish. Was you. The, <laughs> oh, God. Is that, is that Flemish? Let me give you a Welsh wish. No. Uh, Hold still and stop ringing. Not again. (laughs) Well, it was actually used as a courthouse where 182 felons were hanged from a beam. Less funny now, right? In the building. There are beams in hotels around Britain that have the noose notches in them. There's a hanging tree. If you hung someone from the same tree over and over again, different people, obviously, you create a little groove in the branch and you can go up on a ladder and feel the groove where the noose used to be tied where they'd hung people in the village on the tree that's in the crossroads you can just Mm. imagine them 
wind whistling through on a cold October night, the body swaying in the wind, the odd crow pecking at bits of carrion. Very creepy. Hanging trees. All That's these a song, things. isn't it? What? Pecking... Carry on my wayward son. <laughs> Michelle, yes. what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A real-life Chucky doll called Robert nice. is said to cast evil voodoo spells on visitors Bad. at a Florida museum. Not Robert again. Florida! Yay! Not Robert again. Robert! Oh, man, I think they're making a movie about Robert. Are they, they really? Are. Nice. Mm-hmm. Chucky doll! She's coming back, Nathan. Yay! I don't like Chucky. Who's giving him Sunny Delight? Did you give him that? You Nothing. gave him a bloody nose, remember? That, that, yes, that oh. can be arranged. <laughs> he has Look been... at my new watch. <laughs> oh! That's going to sting. He has been dubbed the most haunted doll in the world and is believed to be the inspiration for Chucky. The doll was gifted to Robert Eugene Otto in 1904 by his family's Bahamian maid, who is believed to have practiced black magic and voodoo. The sailor-suited bear stands about 40 inches tall, is stuffed with wood chippings, and once bore a painted face with features not unlike those of a jester. Nice. Mm. He is a -a one-of-a-kind Handmade by the Steiff Company of Germany around the turn of the century. He's going to be worth some money. I'll if say. If you ever find a bear with a little pin in its ear or a button, mm-hmm. that's a Steiff bear. They make them in Cologne. I visited the factory. They're worth an absolute fortune. Oops. Oh, no. You've thrown away a bear that had a button in its ear. I may have altered it. Oh, no. Oh, Turned into a zombie bear. Yeah. Awesome. It is believed Robert was a part of a set of fabricated bears for a window display and was never supposed to be sold as a toy. Legend has it that Robert, who went by the name Gene, now the little boy we're talking about, told his parents that the doll destroyed all his other toys and would knock the furniture over during the night. Magic. (laughs) Why don't you do the laundry? Why don't you tidy up? Why don't you wash up? Why don't you just do something useful? (laughs) You can make as much noise as you want with the vacuum cleaner. Now, I knew a friend who I lived by. It was our our neighbor um, when I lived in Trimont who had someone, he was a Baptist. And I'm sorry every, to hear that. I know, right? And every night he was getting freaked out because his bathroom garbage would get emptied out every night. I'd be so happy. I know. <laughs> what are those little cotton buds, the Q-tips? He said my bathroom garbage would be full or halfway full and Every morning, it would be completely empty, and he locked his house up every night. And so he was freaking out like you wouldn't believe. The next-door neighbor to him is getting their bathroom garbage filled every night. (laughs) (laughs) He wakes up in the morning, there's condoms, Q-tips, snotty handkerchiefs, all kinds of strange women things, very women things. Ladies Ladies things. things. Who keeps filling up my garbage? (laughs) Five times I've thrown this away. Gene's parents often heard him talking to the bear, 
At first they assumed their son was simply answering himself in a changed voice, but later claimed to believe the doll was actually speaking. Neighbors claimed to have seen Robert moving from window to window when the family were out. Others reported seeing the bear's facial expressions change. Robert was the inspiration for Chucky, the two-foot-high murderer made famous in the horror film Child's Play. When Gene grew up and left the family home, he left Robert behind in the attic. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the new owners converted the building into a bed and breakfast and claimed to have heard Robert moving around at night. Some have even reported to hear him laughing. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what laughing Rah. sounds like. That was more of a roar than a laugh. He's a bear. Yes, indeed. <laughs> There's three of them and their mm. porridge is getting cold. Mm-hmm. Robert was donated to the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida in 1994, and the controversy around him has not ended. Actually, I know another story about Robert. Tell me. You are supposed to ask his permission to take his picture. Ooh. Or naughty things will happen Bad to you. news if he turns around and says no. Everyone's <laughs> running <laughs> for the exits, like dropping a big box of whoppers on the floor in Walmart and seeing them going in different directions. I shall give you points, Michelle. You're now up to four. Bob the Haunted Bear, or I just don't care. Go to Facebook and check out more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, where you will see little Bob, Bob the Bear, what could possibly be wrong with that? Bob the Bear. It's a quite a cute little name. We move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. A 60-foot skeleton was discovered by Chinese villagers who are convinced it is the remains of a dragon. And also bunk. <gasps> if you're oh, playing the bell yay! bunk and snort drinking game, cheers. You cheers. are now allowed to have... A shot, I can't believe we've made it this far into the show without having a drink. Residents from Zhangjiaqu City in China's northern Hebei province stumbled across the mysterious bones and filmed their discovery. It has not yet been confirmed what the remains are, but the discovery has sparked interest on social media. The skeletons include a large skull and two teeny arms. It's the skeleton of Charlie Brown! <laughs> extending across a stretch of grass where there was a kennel and a white dog sat on top with a little canary Aww. unlike dragons depicted in western mythology Chinese dragons have no wings and fly by swimming through the air dragons have been in the spotlight recently after the screening of the last series of fantasy epic Game of Thrones it's very odd that all the goats in the town have suddenly disappeared but now a giant skeleton of a dragon has been pieced together by their tourist board. Yeah. And people have progressively gotten fatter. This mm. is also true. People have put on weight. That's right. It's a remarkable place, is Zhangjiaqu City in China's northern Hebei province. If you wish to see what we believe is the bunk skeleton of a dragon. <laughs> the bunk skeleton. It's real, folks, or it's obviously a hoax. You decide for yourself. Visit our Facebook site more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, Heather Morris, Green Men, and Heavy Beasties. Rumors that a small cat-like creature with a human head have been found God. in Malaysia. Meow. But oh. they have been quashed by the police. Squashed. Yeah. Squashed. They squashed it? Somewhere yeah. in the world is a scientist developing some sort of teleportation machine, and he's got the head of a cat and the body of a human. 
<laughs> well, officers were forced to deny the existence of the animal despite videos and photographs circulating online. Clips were reported to have been filmed in the Pahang area of Western Malaysia. Pahang? The sh- they actually show the bald, pink-skinned creature with four limbs and a human-like head, kind of like Adrian. In wow! The- <laughs> I'm sat here, Ooh. minding my own business. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Racism in abundance. <laughs> you were doing so well. You were on eight. Why wait would a you second, do that? wait a second. It has. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. There's more to take away. Time out. I was too hasty taking the points <laughs> yeah, away. No, Let's no. just sit on that for yeah. a moment. Let's it, just think about the minus points and we'll see how far we get. It has sharp claws on all four limbs with two pointy teeth and thin black hair. <laughs> Hang on, I'll put my shirt back on. Thin, thin black hair. Granted, I've not cut my toenails for a while. I was climbing trees at lunchtime. I saw that. Well, he added, checks revealed the images were downloaded from the internet before it was shared on social media, claiming that the discovery was made in Pahang. I hope the public will stop circulating news about the alleged discovery. The pictures are thought to be that of a silicon baby werewolf toy sold online by me. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't mine. <laughs> a silicon baby werewolf. werewolf toy. Yeah, I need to make one now. Online. Yes. Police added that no sightings of the supposed creature were reported. Even though they show him in the grass, it was actually quite cute. I think I should make one. You've seen at a least one. Such yeah, a, an animal. It was so cute. But it wasn't you then. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, you could model a head like Adrian. <laughs> Any chance we can move on? Are we done? Are we? Well, wait. There's more. Oh no. <laughs> the post claimed that the creature was being held in a laboratory at. An unidentified location, like Wyndham's basement. There, in a basement in Sound Wyndham, studio. in Minnesota. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've not seen a pink, wrinkly, thin-haired, long-clawed animal wandering around. Look down. <laughs> <laughs> Every wrinkle's an inch. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Oh, congressional candidate Bettina Rodriguez Allegra recalls having been abducted by aliens as a child. During two interviews recorded several years ago, the 59-year-old Republican described going up into a spacecraft crewed by blonde, big-bodied beings. Swedes. It was ABBA. Was she she dealing with the top brass? She was dealing with the top brass. (laughs) She was just seven years old. I went in, she said. There was some round seats that were there and some quartz rocks that controlled the ship. Not like airplanes. No, they have buttons and levers. I think I've seen that in a movie sometime. What, where there's quartz? Yeah. And they're controlling the ship just by the power of Or was that Superman? No, you've been dreaming. Superman. Yes, he had quartz. He was he had, a, he had a base in the snow, didn't he? In Antarctica See? or something. That's not real, though, is it? That's the problem. <laughs> That's fiction. There is a different... Fiction? Non-fiction. Fiction? 
non-fiction. Superman falls into fiction. Who it's cares? Not- Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Why am I here? The extraterrestrials, she recalled, reminded her of Christ the Redeemer, the famous statue located in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. She also maintained that even after her encounter, she had engaged in telepathic contact with the otherworldly visitors on several occasions. Wow. When asked this week about these experiences, however, her reply was rather more down-to-earth. For years, people, including presidents like Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter and astronauts, have publicly claimed to have seen unidentified flying objects, and scientists like Stephen Hawking and institutions like the Vatican have stated that there are billions of galaxies in the universe, and we are probably not alone, she told the Miami Herald. I personally am a Christian and have had a long and strong belief in God. I join the majority of Americans who believe that there must be intelligent life in the billions of planets and galaxies in the universe. She claims that when she went onto this alien spacecraft, Jesus was the alien, is what she's saying. He looked like Christ the Redeemer. Jesus. Jesus. Yes. So, according to her... Aliens look like dark-skinned, Arab-bearded Jews wearing sandals that are particularly good with woodworking tools. That seems awfully specific to me. Nathan? He's not got a beard. (laughs) Oh, he's not tall either. And he's not dark-skinned, and he's not an Arab, and he's not wearing sandals. But but other than that... But other than that, he's Jewish. So he's got one out of ten. Hurrah! Your brain works in mysterious ways. In that Venn diagram, there's not many things, is there? It's where we're going. We come to the end of the round. Thank God. That is UFOs. Jesus. And cryptic, my own personal. Jesus. Ding, 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 ding. Michelle is on four. I am on two. Heather should have had minus points. I forgot to take them away. She is still on eight. As we enter in the final minutes of the show, the round it is, the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre and too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. A glamorous pensioner has developed a very unusual way of keeping her skin looking youthful. And if you can stomach it, it's completely free. Oh, God. Stella Ralphini says rubbing her own urine into her face. It's like bobbing for apples, isn't it? Is the reason behind (laughs) her glowing complexion at the age of 70. The age-old question with any of this is, are you using your own urine or someone else's? That always springs up in my mind. Is it your own? Or is it someone else's? The skin cancer survivor says people never believe her age and reveals she developed the unusual technique when she was in her 30s while studying medicine in India. After developing a strange rash during her trip, I've had trips like that, North Africa and Greece spring to mind, Stella was advised to dab her skin with her own urine and says that within a week the blemish had disappeared. She claims she has never had a spot since. Stella was diagnosed with skin cancer in April and claims her unusual beauty practices helped her get through her treatment. The life coach underwent an operation in May and was given the all clear earlier this month. She believes her healthy lifestyle and skincare helped her make a full recovery. The pensioner has revealed she doesn't want to waste her second chance at life and has been inspired to finally find her soulmate. 
Stella has now joined dating sites to help find the one. Oh, God. And says she refuses to lie about her age or the strange smell emanating from her skin. <laughs> Stella said, I know a lot of people are shocked when they find out my age. I could go around lying about it. How many men are going to be looking for a 70-year-old woman? Urine is actually one of the best cures. People think of urine as something that is dirty, but it's not. It's your own DNA, and that is what makes it so powerful. I've been telling clients to use it for years. The 70-year-old claims that if you use urine therapy three times a week, you will see the results quickly. So by this time next week, Michelle... You should have a flawless complexion if we start now. No. So I'm going to get a bowl together. No. We're going to be bobbing for apples. No. It's going to be a little bit warm. Your uh -uh. skin will be looking fabulous. I'll give that a miss or she's taking the potty contents <laughs> and bathing in peewee water. <laughs> we now get to the round that we call not for your mother. It's the round that we can't do on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. This means you've now found us in our archives, so thank you for coming to check us out. Remember, if your mother's of a nervous disposition, if there's minors in the room, if you're currently drinking soup, I would avoid all of those things. <laughs> and make sure that your mother's tucked nicely in bed within, not within earshot. You wouldn't want to listen to this. If she's got a weak heart, it could do for her. It could be the end. She'll be snoring. She'll hear just a little bit of not for your mother, and before you know it... <coughs> Gone. Death rattle. I'll be pulling her gold teeth out while her body's still moves. Oh, my God! <laughs> my mother does say she listens to the show. I have to say that. Does your mom have gold teeth? My mother writes to me and says, Why can't you say something nice about me? Okay. We love you, Jenny. I love you, Jenny. Hello. Um, <laughs> Miss Morris, this is the round for you. What have you got in the round of Not For My Mother? I just got a short one to start with. Oh, gosh. Just a little one. Mm. We'll build up to the large ones at the end. The woman wearing a floral dress is seen glancing around, hoping not to be noticed before spraying herself with perfume. Just a dab <laughs> behind each ear. <laughs> little bit on the wrists. She is first seen applying the fragrance to her wrist and neck before getting more daring. No, no, no. After no. taking a look around to make sure she is not being watched, yep. she is then seen hitching up her dress, yep. blissfully unaware of the security camera recording what she is up to. She was seen applying parfum. <laughs> Eau de toilette. Eau de toilette. Eau de toilette. Toilette. English channel number five. To her thighs and crotch area before making a swift exit. That's going to Putting taste, the bottle back taste, on the shelf. Tastes like she's in the shops. I thought yes. she was in her home. No. no. She's in Walmart. No, she's probably in something like Nordstrom's or something. Herbenergers. Herbenergers. Yes, she decided to take a shot to the crotch. <laughs> a shot? Did she have on underwear? 
I don't know. I don't think they saw that, but That's they gonna smelled sting, it. That's going to isn't it? That's like putting on cologne after you've had a shave. <laughs> God, it's going to be like a plucked chicken down there, isn't it? Like a little bit little bit red, like it's been slapped. Your beard is itchy. Like a plucked chicken. She then went to the grocery store and got an onion. <laughs> Why does your beard smell like eau de toilet? Eau de toilet. Your mother's eau de toilet, by the way. Oh, toilet. It is not known where the clip that they saw online originates from but yeah you could you saw pictures of her just hiking her right up there and giving it a good el douche <laughs> surely I, i'm no ex, i'm no expert stop calling adrian names <laughs> i'm having a rough rough time today i'm no expert in this field but surely soap and water is the way to go at some point right you're just masking things at that stage aren't you well maybe she needed it a little more appealing maybe there was hormones in it <laughs> splash it all over splash it all over there you go nice what is that other thing that, that that's called um pheromones pheromones maybe pheromone. it was a pheromone cologne pheromone cologne <laughs> for men Ooh. every dog in the car lot suddenly barking and chomping at the bit well don't no. call them bits no not good at all <gasps> I have a story here that's going to make every man around the globe wince, unfortunately. Good, good, good. Penile fractures are rare. They don't happen very often. 18 unlucky men broke their penises last year in the UK. Can you hear it happen? Yes, I think there's an, there is snapping. Has it happened to you? Oh, no, it hasn't, but I can now see around corners. Nathan? No. Okay, (laughs) just curious. Can you jam it? He wanted something to take away the pain but keep the swelling. Do you have to put a splint on it? <laughs> you Do you have, have to put get... it in a cast? Are we, are we keep, are we, you can write your name on the cast. There you go. Do you have to wrap it? You have to wrap it with Gorilla with the, Tape. W- with that athletic bandage. An ace bandage? That's yeah. bad news, isn't it? That's cartilage, of course. The cartilage, you're, you're pulling and tearing at the cartilage there, aren't you? There's no, there's no bone, is there? Not like a badger. No bone comes out. Then does it... Michelle's looking around. at me as if she's had no experience in this area at all. <laughs> well, I've never broken one never that I know about. Well, not through lack of trying, though, isn't it? <gasps> if you think breaking your bad. penis is the worst thing that can happen to your manhood, I would think so. You're yeah. right. I don't it, care. Think again. Doesn't affect <gasps> us. I have the top ten things that can go wrong with the downstairs gentleman Hold baubles. Hold on a second. All right. Come on. With the twig and berries. I'm writing I'm them down. Jumping Do straight to number two on the list. You can go to our Facebook site and find these for can yourself. Can they be incurred by other people? The f- Number two is uh, it could turn inside out. What? Huh? Medically known as invaginated, a man... <laughs> I went for a jog in the rain. I feel so invaginated. <laughs> a man's penis turned inside out is usually the result of forceful trauma. Which forces your penis back inside your body. Like a bike? Like, a bicycle seat? Like a bike. Has a bicycle seat back inside your body? How does no, that work? No, like her like story. My... Oh, remember? yes. I remember this took place in Essex. A gentleman was driving along on his bicycle and he hit a pothole and uh, the whole lot went straight up. Even his, the testicle. Up the testicle. They had called a helicopter out, didn't they? They did. He threw his bicycle away and burned it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. 
doesn't <laughs> some men when they go in for transgender surgery don't yes. they have that done on purpose yes, yes. that's right they blow okay. it in like really hard they blow it <laughs> in like a balloon <laughs> <laughs> did my willy just shoot across the room <laughs> it's on your shoulder michelle <laughs> a recent case study saw a motorcycle crash victim experience this, but luckily it can be reversed, as in this case, and the man was With fine. With a plunger. He just needed a plunger and a bicycle pump. <laughs> that was at number two. I'm going to jump straight to number four. There's a whole list of these. All right. A tattoo gone wrong. On your wiener? While penis tattoos sound painful enough, one Iranian man suffered a three-month erection after having his girlfriend's initials tattooed on his member. Why is that wrong? This is because the tattooist needle went in too deep, <gasps> causing an abnormally high blood flow to the area. He now lives with a permanent <laughs> semi-erect penis. Why is that wrong? Why is that wrong? Because he's not oxygenating other parts of his body at that point. He's losing oxygen to his brain. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works most of the time. Go on. Wow. <laughs> he lives... <laughs> Look at her. They're going to be scanning Iranian Iranian Facebook sites. He's in Iran if you're interested, Michelle. No. Not interested. You'd have to find... And Iran. (laughs) He doesn't know that song. Flock of Seagulls is beyond him. Oh. If it's not early constructivist Russian music, I'm not there. It's just got to be Stravinsky or Prokofiev for me all the way. Otherwise, you know, I'm just not on the... On the money, but he was in Iran, apparently. The only thing is, how unlucky would you be that your girlfriend then dumps you and you would have to go onto all of the Facebook sites and find a woman with the same initials? Just the one thing you are. never do. You yeah. never, never. That's why I've got Doris written on my arm with an anchor and a dagger going through. Sad times. So, <laughs> number five, never get too close to dangerous machinery. Like what? A man's penis and testicles were ripped off (laughs) by an industrial peeler (laughs) designed to cut through carpet rolls. What was he doing with it hanging out? And bananas. (laughs) Oh, super depressor one. Have a double, madam. If you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game, you've now got a double on your hand. (laughs) Of an industrial peeler. Bananas. <laughs> Look how sharp Michelle's teeth are. She's an industrial peeler. That's my stripper name. Industrial peeler. The Great. man filed a lawsuit against the company after he was allegedly assigned the tool despite adequate <laughs> training. Nowhere on that training manual did it say don't let your todger dangle over the equipment. God. Why was it? No, no shag pile there. Aww. Straight to number eight. Avoid swimming in the Amazon. If oh, you were yes. ever tempted to swim in the Amazon River, a For river piranhas. famously infested with piranhas, you might want to think again. Wiener worms. The candidiru <laughs> or toothpick fish is known to go into the opening of the penis. Urethra. Your urethra, frankly, <laughs> swims up there, sings respect, keeps you awake all night, will I've feast on your blood. This. Yes. Oh, you can't pull them out. On the rock it, movie. No, it goes up now all nice and smooth. Yeah. Yes. And then, then it, and then it flares out yes. its little barbs so you can't yes. get it out of your weenus. It was in the rundown. Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely correct. I saw it on River Monsters. 
Fish on! Fish on! Fish on! I love fish on! I love vacation! I love paranormal investigation! Lesbian! Lesbian! Erection! These are a few of my favourite things! Vacation! Cockadoodle do! Oh, cockadoodle don't! I love this show! Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, we're a little penis heavy tonight, but here we go. (laughs) The new trend for men is having the width of their penis enlarged. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Stretch Armstrong. No, it's not stretchy. No. It's withy. Withy. Girthy. 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 (laughs) Soda can. (laughs) Long and thin will get you in, but short and fat is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that size does matter, as men are now worrying about the girth of their penises. Girth. Mm-hmm. I don't even like that word. It's awful. Girth. No. <laughs> Would you like a little bit more girth? Stop it! Uh, you know how people don't like mice? Yeah, mice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hate them damn pesky mice. <laughs> With their little grabby paws, <laughs> liking for cheese, squeaking I'm everywhere. I'm not talking about felching. I'm talking about moist. Moist. I don't like the you moist muddled, word. You muddled up the word mice Mo- and moist. moist. I did. More drink. <laughs> More Come drink. On. Oh, cheers to you, bloody nose. Cheers to you. There we go. Mm. Come and have a look at my moist trap. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Nice. There has been an increase in the number of men getting surgery to enhance the width of their manhood reveals a new study. Can't they just wrap tape around it? Probably no not too comfortable for the lady. Can't but... just clench? Surely that resolves a lot of issues. <laughs> clench. <laughs> what a awful clench words. what? Yeah. You, if, you're, if you're unhappy with the girth, I'm suggesting the problem lies with you. Oh, of course. What? See where we... You should clench your badge around the tiny wiener. I'm still here. <laughs> I've not left. Sort of. Oh, uh, you're supposed to clench around I'm the I'm lucid. Oh. I'm just saying the problem could lie with the other person. You could be waving a banana in the Albert Hall is what I'm saying. What? Like the lady has a ginormous vagina? Yes, I'm suggesting... Gina? That you could go with a with a pickle in Madison Square Garden and wave it around, and that would be the effect. Yes. That's what all men's excuse is. And uh, let's be honest. Let's I've been be honest. <laughs> that is perfect time for honesty. That would be great. Let's be honest. You don't have to have a surgery. There are nifty little things that you can go into your local grocery store. Oh, your local sex shop and get and put just like a condom over top of your weenus to make it thicker or longer (laughs) or ticklier. Where's this coming from? Have you ever known this, Michelle? Do you know oh, such devices? Don't lie. Do We've had such... a group trip there once, remember? <laughs> and we stuck our fingers in everything. What? <laughs> and that was just Where on the way. That was on the way. <laughs> we had a chat. It turns out, Michelle, out of all the people in the room, we dislike you the most. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> we, did, 
we did take an MQTA trip to the sex shop. We that, did. that is true. And fingers were placed in many pies. <laughs> I say once again, where was I? We'll have to take another annual our annual trip. <laughs> annual <laughs> annual, our annual <laughs> trip. <laughs> I suspect that we could sell tickets, and if anyone wants to come to the sex shop with us, it's going to be ten bucks, and we'll have lunch beforehand, and then we'll go in on mass. Yes, I'm down. We could do it live. We could do it live from the sex shop. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. I nearly fell over. There was this huge, huge cylinder. I've never seen anything like it. Turned out to be the thermos flask of the guy that was working there. He oh. left it on the side. I was worried. I was slightly concerned. Did you stick your wiener in it? <laughs> and his coffee. His <laughs> coffee. No, but the hilarious part was all four of us were here. And what we did. Except you, Michelle. Yeah, except for you. Is it pre Michelle? Yes. It's pre Michelle. It's pre Michelle. And so they had these walls of bangers, right? What? You tell her what this a banger is. It's a firework is. display. I have no idea. What's yeah, a- bangers and mash. Bangers, oh. it's a sausage. All right, it's a dildo. Got it? Got it. Okay. Some so of them had armor on them. Yeah, and a whole wall of dildos. Wall of dildos, and if you want, I wanted (laughs) a really serious paranormal talk radio show, and this is what I end up with. I'm sorry, dildos. Yes, wall of dildos, and so you go in there, and if you want to see what they feel like, they have little women's mouths. (gasps) What made out of the same material? So you can stick your finger in their mouth to see what the material feels like. You should have seen where Adrian's finger was. But to be honest, we ran around like little kids saying, oh, touch this one. Touch this one. The problem lies in the fact that every unwashed, dirty man in the entire area has gone in there and done what we did and stuck his fingers in there. I scrubbed my fingers with bleach when I came And we did have that. What is that? Antibiotic or antiseptic. Salt something. <laughs> Heather rubbed her eye and had pink eyes. Neosporin. She had pink eye for a week. Oh, what? what? Yeah, she was scratching her eye on the way home. Had pink eye all the way home. Scratching your eye on the way home. I never had pink eye. That was lipstick. <laughs> Where were we going with this? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> a scientific journal published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. It's Girth Weekly. Yep. I- <laughs> I literally couldn't put it down. <laughs> it was really a thick book. Center spread page, you know, you've got like June. Spread your butt cheeks apart. Oh, that's just, <laughs> what? Look where the staples are. That's got to be painful. Oh. What's wrong with you, boy? How both? do you do it? How do you add girth? We'll find out I'll if you let the woman talk. <laughs> Reveals that more men are turning to doctors to inquire whether they can boost how well endowed they are. Those wanting to pack more into their pants have the option of getting girth jabs. Girth jabs? (laughs) What if if you slip? Girth jelly. (laughs) Girth jelly. Mm. Girth jabs. That's the name of a boxer, isn't it? Which cost about $2,000 a session. Per jab? Mm. This is Botox mm. for your willy? Yep. Okay, you're getting the wrinkles out. For men, the procedure can aid improvement in the strength of an erection and can aid sexual performance. When used with a penile pump, 
It's just not mine, man. It's not my bag, baby. It's just not mine. Under regular gentle pressure, male patients can see an improvement in girth by one inch and in length by three quarters of an inch. I don't know. Really? Dermatologist Dr. Luis Casavantes, who works at a clinic in Mexico. That sounds legit. Has carried out a number of penis-enhancing procedures. In recent years, the medical expert has noticed that hundreds of men have flocked to him to inquire about the surgery. He explained, patients come from all over the world with a strong desire to change the diameter of their penis. Oh, strong Mm. desire. Mm. See, see. The phrase, bigger is better, sticks in the heads. (laughs) (laughs) Sticks in your head. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Many men worldwide. Oh, God. Girth jab or look at the flab. (laughs) (laughs) You decide. Visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee on the Paranormal Talk Radio Show for the first time that's ever mentioned the word wall of dildos. (laughs) (laughs) The Great Wall of Dildos. It can be seen from space. space. (laughs) Oh, we'll do a trip. Next year, we'll plan it. Never mind next year. We'll go out there next week. We'll do a report. We'll take photographs of ourselves. With our fingers and mouths and... What? Not my mouth. He's not going nowhere near that. Downhill very quickly, didn't so it? So, uh, where is the shop? It's in Mankato. Uh, there's We're two. not going to give out names because, you know, we don't advertise. There's two. We'll end up with a crate load of sex toys if we start advertising. We stayed in Mankato. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, she's worn out the gears. And I got batteries. This comes with a lifetime warranty on the transmission. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round that we quite rightly call Not For Your Mother. Okay. The man with the UK's... I'm looking at you, Mr. Lee. Oh, here we go. I've had a run of it tonight. Smallest penis. The smallest. (laughs) How do they know? How do they know? He claims the prize and no one else steps in and says, no, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Has been hired by a blood testing company to front their campaign telling people there's nothing wrong with a little prick. Nice. I know. Only in Britain would you run an ad campaign with that. And I've never heard this name in America ever, but I know it floats around Britain. Ant Smith. Ant. Ant. Anthony. As in the little ant that you squish with your finners or a magnifying glass and you singe them. Ant. I know what ant is. It's an insect. I've never heard that in America ever, never. What's it called? Ant Smith. He's the author of The Small Penis Bible. Well, his name's Anthony then, surely. No. It's (laughs) Ant. Surely. (laughs) If he's written a book. It's not been written by an ant, is it? Do you know what I'm saying? That's a collective. His name's Anthony. No, his name is Ant. Yes, I understand that, but he's not an ant, is he? Well, maybe he wants to be known as something small, like his whiteness. Yes. It is Ant. Yes, I understand there's a homophone taking place here. Yes. 
Well, he's helping to spread the message that people can use home blood kits to keep a track of their health kit with, with just a little prick. Would you stop with the freaking face munching? What is that? This is why we can't have cameras in the studio. You know what? We mm-hmm. will put up a video cam. We'll That'll be, be our plan for get, next year. I can get deported for moral no, turpitude. Listen, live I'm feed, listening. Patreon only, and they're going to have to pay some buns for it can, because this is hilarious. Can do the people... <laughs> Stop it! Adrian Edward! <laughs> he is like flailing... No! Some corned beef. <laughs> nice corned beef, by the way. <laughs> Sushi roll. And licking the horseradish. That's what he's doing, and it's disgusting. Do the sex shop people get mad? No. Mm. I love them. They love me. We had a long conversation. Because you're so pretty. I know. I got discounts. The woman who runs the sex shop was the woman who used to work in the tattoo parlor when I had my tattoo done. Oh, really? Yeah, How did, when did you see her last? When I had my tattoo done. Oh, yeah. interesting. I think Can you get discounts? Natural, not that I'm aware of. Mm. Vouchers. Well, anyway, billboards around London show the author known for his 3.5-inch wow. manhood. That's actually quite large. Which he named Shorty. <laughs> Shorty. Yes, it's 3.5 inches. Is that about like Nathan, my... are you going to step in and take the record off him? No. Oh, okay. That's like your ex. No, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's like my ex, that's like sadly. Your, that's like your thumb. It is. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. he's not. Yeah. You can wiggle your thumb around. But Stop that, that's... it. You're reminding me of my ex. Sorry, Heather. Jointed. Look at it. It's jointed. Mm. He's hitchhiking days are numbered, aren't they? Well, anyway, he was brandishing a picket sign encouraging the general public to check their blood. The campaign was today unveiled by blood testing company Thrivia, the world's first preventative health service that allows people to proactively conduct blood tests and Proactive send them. and Thrivia. Yes. Okay. Uh, and send them not for a good... <laughs> and send them for analysis from the comfort of their own home. It's something some people are scared of addressing. What even part of London is that? <laughs> well, that must be South London. That's Croydon. This right? is coming from Ant. Oh. Even oh. if it takes all but a small prick. Okay. Obviously one of those Russian Londoners you read. I'll give you a tickle with my little prickle. Nice. This is where we are. I wanted Hi, a nice, serious, paranormal radio Hi, show. And I've got a co-host waving a little finger at me as we speak. Hi, <laughs> Once again, this is why we don't have cameras in the studio. Now, pull your pants back up. We'll go, we'll go down the bar. Time, time for a drink. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter. With the dead battery, it is a tie, Michelle. And myself Woo-hoo! have both scored four. I don't think anyone's ever tied for losing before. Excellent. This is a first on MQTA. We're both losing, Michelle. Losers! But in first place... 
<laughs> Winning the resplendent $33,000 IR camera and going to be the recipient of a bloody nose is Heather Morris, who scored a dizzying, rounded, harmonic, symmetrical eight. Do not fear, listener. She will be losing next week. When we have a whole new bunch of stories at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You can also join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, if you wish to donate to the show... Just a single dollar would help us enormously. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, we would be very grateful. We now stay on air to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother. And you can access that by going to our archives, soundcloud.com, MQTA Radio. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drain, and Nathan Bush, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, Mufon of Minnesota, Martin's Online Auctions, and Frank Zolchek. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening.